Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds, owner of Mint Mobile, with a message for everyone paying big wireless way too much. Please, for the love of everything good in this world, stop. With Mint, you can get premium wireless for just $15 a month. Of course, if you enjoy overpaying, no judgments, but that's weird. Okay, one judgment. Anyway, give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com for full terms. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Selling a little or a lot? Do your thing however you cha-ching with Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash offer 23. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Selling a little or a lot? Do your thing however you cha-ching with Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash offer 23. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds, owner of Mint Mobile, with a message for everyone paying big wireless way too much. Please, for the love of everything good in this world, stop. With Mint, you can get premium wireless for just $15 a month. Of course, if you enjoy overpaying, no judgments, but that's weird. Okay, one judgment. Anyway, give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com for full terms. Yeah, and, you know, for the ladies, just to know, is. The thing is, is that if he's having sex with you, he wants to have sex with you. <laughs> it's not like all of a sudden, you know what? I was in the middle of this and just, nah. You did like, gain no. 10 pounds. I could see it right there. <laughs> yeah, he's not thinking about that at all. He's enjoying no. himself. Hey girl, imagine a life where you feel supported, connected, and understood. I get it. Being a mom is hard, especially when you're spinning so many plates. We exhaust ourselves trying to create the perfect life for our family. You deserve to enjoy your family without the stress perfectionism brings. On this podcast, I provide practical and relatable life experiences. I teach women quick and easy-to-use strategies to help them reclaim their identity, reignite their marriage, and enjoy their children. If you're ready to be challenged, then pull up a chair, grab a pen and paper, because it's about to go down. I'm Veronica Cisneros, a licensed marriage and family therapist, and this is the Empowered and Unapologetic Podcast. Today's guest, Brian, also known as Uncle B. Ayers, is a men's sexual performance coach with over 22 years of experience. His research into men's sexual health led him to create the Men's Sexual Performance Scale and the revolutionary EIS, I totally had to like rehearse that, 25 (laughs) Sexual Health Program, along with two books, how to be a better lover in 30 days or less and go hard. 
Uncle B connects with people by showing an easy way to build lifelong health without relying on medications. He focuses on helping people build stronger relationships by having superior health for fulfilling sex life. So, Uncle B, thank you so much for joining us today. It is an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Hey, I'm glad to be here. Glad to be here. So, okay. So, I was, you know, kind of offline. I was saying, the minute I seen, like, your username, Give Good Wood, I was like, okay, yeah, hell yeah. We, we got to have him. We, we got to have him on the podcast. We got to have yes. him on the podcast. Um, so, this is a topic a lot of people don't talk about. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. Right? Unfortunately. Primarily couples. And one of the primary reasons why here in session or the clients that I coach, why they don't talk about it is because they're afraid to shame their partner. You know, they're (laughs) afraid to go ahead and have an open discussion. And then in addition to that, there's so much fear with not even knowing how to start the discussion. We're Mm going to cover all of that. But before we do... How did how did you become the one? How did you become Uncle B? <laughs> well, um, basically, you know, my thought process is uh, when it comes to giving information, I am just like your uncle. I'm, I, I love you and I don't care about you at the same time. So I don't care about <laughs> your feelings. Um, if I have to tell you the truth and it's going to hurt, I, I'll laugh. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I, I'm going to be straight up with you. I'm no chaser and still... Come by the family reunion and eat up all your mama and daddy's um, potato salad. That's, Hell yeah. that's the way I get down. <laughs> Hell yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're going to laugh. We're going to cry. You're going to hate me sometimes. And we're going to get through it together. I yes. love it. I love it. Um, so tell me a little bit about your educational background and how you how, how you were able to go ahead and write a book about this topic. Because this <laughs> is a big one. This is a big topic. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So basically um, – when I was in third grade, I was thinking to myself, no, I'm kidding. No, I'm <laughs> I was kidding. like, okay. Was... <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Now, Who um, knows? Hey, hey. Uh, well, actually, it started when, um, you know, uh, I was uh, engaged and I was with a young lady and she's from Liberia. And okay. we went to a um, uh, holiday party, a Christmas party, and there was a root in a bottle. And we're like, hey, what is that? I was like, oh, it's an aphrodisiac. I'm like, okay, poor. Yeah, and please, the next and keep morning, it here. Mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> and the next morning, we woke up giving each other high fives in bed. So yeah. I was like, hey, this works. Um, and so, you know, she was into our biology. I was into entrepreneurism. And so we started selling it online. Our first yeah. sale was in Poland. And from there, it was like, well, it really does work for the vast majority of guys who are mm-hmm. using it. This is a great thing. And then there were the guys it didn't work for. And that was sort of confusing. It's like if it, it's working for all of these guys, but it's not working for you. What's going on? And so just doing asking questions, you know, doing some interviews, uh, doing research, doing some polling, just finding out what was going on. And lo and behold, the answer is we're selling a supplement and it's supposed to supplement the other things you do. And most people don't know the other things that you're supposed to do. So with all the research, doing blogging, just talking with guys, uh, and, you know, just over a period of time, it's not, it's not that I'm a genius, but if you're focusing on one thing for a long period yeah. of time, you figure some things out. Hell yeah. And, you know, doing that process and in, about a good three or four years ago, I hopped on YouTube and started doing videos there, just uh, giving out free information, basically. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it it became very interesting because as I started having more and more deeper conversations with guys 
it became less of, you know, it, it, when I first started, it was like, I really didn't plan on in my life to be a sexologist, a, a as some guys would call me, a a, a D doctor, let's just say. Yeah. <laughs> it at that. yeah. Um, and, you know, so, uh, it, you know, I, I really wasn't, even when I did the YouTube, I was like, eh, I really don't want to just get out there. But then I started having those conversations where it was like, hey, this is really affecting people's lives, yeah. their relationships. Um, I've had guys who didn't get married. They weren't going to get married until they came across my information and, you know, doing yeah. the right things. Um, I've, guys have gotten divorced. Guys have lost their families. Um, yeah. So once you understand that side of it, you're like, okay, this is more serious in terms of giving people the right information. So that was, uh, that, that's the journey and it, it continues on, you know, I, yeah. I, I learn stuff every day and I love giving out the information because I realize it can change lives. Absolutely. I, I love this. So what would you say is the biggest issue for couples with regards to this topic? Mm, um, really it's, it's on both of them, but it's more on the men. Um, And I would say from the standpoint of you need to understand this information. Unfortunately, you know, it's it's in the past has been like we've said before, sort of taboo. You don't really talk about it. Mm -hmm. And there's a reason for that, because in the 50s, I believe there was a roughly like two percent of men were reporting ED issues. And now it is much higher. And it's not just because, you know, all of a sudden guys are just "Eh, something's not working. It's because of the environment that we're living in and all that good stuff. So the way that we're living right now is in complete um, contrary to nature. So we're inside most of the times we're looking at electronics, we're uh, stressed about a, a whole bunch of things that our bodies weren't designed to be stressed about. And so all of that adds up. And so when you're talking to, uh, in order for a guy to even communicate to his woman that there's an issue, he has to understand that there is an issue. Yes. And for a lot of times we're thinking that it's, you know, it's psychological. I call it the uh, the 80-20 rule of sexual performance mm-hmm. for men is 80% physical, 20% mental. Yeah. And for women, it's the opposite. You know, mm-hmm. as long as they're physically able to, it's, it's, then it's everything. You don't have a member that yeah. needs to move. Yeah. So, um, so for, you know, even for the ladies, I often say, I give it the Valentine's day, uh, situation. So it's like on Valentine's day, what happens? Well, if he's already got some stress issues, well, that's already there. And then, you know, he's got the chocolate. So he give you the chocolate and he's going to eat a couple of pieces. His testosterone levels going down. Mm-hmm. And then you go out for the steak and lobster and, you know, with the mashed potatoes. And it's like, well, you know, you got inflammation from the animal meat and then you got more sugar from that, uh, the, the potato. And then you have dessert, more sugar. And then, of course, you have to have something to drink. So then have that, the alcohol, which is just a poison that happens, that happens to make you feel woozy. Yeah. And then you're supposed to go home and perform. Yeah. Disaster. Gotcha. Unfortunately, this happens almost daily for most yeah. people where they're eating sweets, um, not, you know, not even aware that, you know, the amount of sugar that's even just in a glass of orange juice can have has a huge impact on your testosterone levels. Um, and you're, you know, eating meat at every meal, yeah. uh, just going through life stressed, you know, you're looking at your social media, yelling at people you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> they don't know you. Right. So that's what's going on. We're in an artificial environment and the things that we're doing daily are not helping. So it sounds like one of the main reasons why this is such a big issue is because for one, 
men don't understand the degree of this issue. And it's kind Mm -hmm. of like we blow it off. And when we don't know what we don't know, I mean, kind of goes back to that saying, ignorance is bliss. You know, Mm -hmm. you know, would you, how do you, how would you say shame, you know, embarrassment also ties into why couples aren't having this discussion? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because, well, one, um, the... (laughs) The unfortunate place where you find out about this mm-hmm. is during the most vulnerable time that there is, you know, yes. you're basically naked yep. <laughs> together and something that, you know, especially the first or second time that it happens, you know, for a guy, it's like, oh, this hasn't been a problem my entire life. And then all of a sudden, what just happened? Why did this happen? Yeah, I'm and- ready. But why isn't he ready? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple of things that can happen from there. You know, we're talking about the, the whole thing of spectatoring where, you know, the guy's just sitting there thinking like, okay, she's she's home now. I should be erect. Um, she's taking her clothes off now. I should be erect. Uh, yeah. She's touching me. I should be erect. And I was like, well, now you're increasing your level of cortisol, your stress hormone, because you're stressing about your your Johnson because you're yeah. sitting here trying to look at it like well, that's why you call it spectatoring, expecting it to perform. And it's like, well, before this, you never did that. And yeah. so you're actually creating more of a problem by focusing in on it. And for, you know, for some, a lot of guys, the first time they hear about this, they're like, oh, okay, well, let me just calm down and relax and, you know, it'll come to you. Um, a couple of other things is just a recognition that for men, we don't get touched. If you think about it, it's like we go through the day. It's like, uh, you know, for for women, you can go, you know, walk up to each other, hug each other. You can actually hug, you know, other guys to a point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it seems fine. Whereas for men, we if we're in a relationship, we're not expected to be walking around hugging other women. Uh, when we hug other men, you know, we get that arm right there in the middle. Yeah. We get to, <laughs> that yeah. that thing right there. And for, you know, for ladies, you can just walk over like, oh, is this your baby? Oh, can I hold it? Oh, let me hold it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For guys, excuse me, ma'am, can I hold your baby? Yeah. Not That's a chance not at working. Home. Yeah. You're getting dropped. So <laughs> we're, exactly. Um, so you don't get that level of touch or that level of affection. Um and also, you know, just the environment that you're in. When you're in college, you're in co-ed, you're seeing, you know, women all over the place. You're talking yeah. about sex, all this other kind of stuff that can just turn you on. And you get into the workplace. Now we're talking about 401ks and your soccer game and, yeah. you know, things like that. So you just completely, you don't have the physical touch. You don't have the emotional or the stimulation uh, going on. And so all that leads up to you're not able to perform and one of the main things that's missing for guys, a lot of guys, is the foreplay. Yeah. Everything I just mentioned before was sort of the foreplay. And now you have nothing and you just expect you to come home, get in bed, and perform. And, you know, for a lot of guys, they did that before. And now they're trying to figure out why isn't that working? Well, you don't have that testosterone that was building up all all during the day. And you're getting older, so your testosterone is sort of leaving. So once you understand, it's like, hey, you need to be the one who's initiating that phone call. Hey, baby, what you wearing? You know, let's, mm-hmm. let's, let's think this through. And uh, also, you know, once you get into, into you know, into the mood and everything, yeah. you just start touching. Just start touching. You know, it's like, hey, yeah, there's there's more than one part of your body that can turn her on. <laughs> so, yeah. And it, and it also turns you on. So, yeah, foreplay is for men. Awesome. I love that you said that. And I never really thought about, like, how often men are touched, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like. 
you know, as you're talking about it, it's like, oh, yeah, I don't want anybody touching my husband. Like, get your hands off. Like, right? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Knock that shit off. Um, yep. But, yeah, you know, come and touch me, right? Like, but not in obviously in that way. But, like, with hugs <laughs> and there is that – there is that – for women, yeah, we're, we're definitely constantly comforting each other. And, mm-hmm. you know, if we see – you know, if if it's a friend, you know, we'll, we'll hug a guy, you know, um, and their wife or whoever they're with. But there is – it's more acceptable. I guess that's what ultimately you're saying. It's yeah. definitely more acceptable than it is for men. Men, men aren't going to have that ability. So – my ultimate question, and yes, I'm going to start off. It's, it's we're going in. We're going in. Okay. Let's what? Not right. What? What do us wives? What do us wives need to know? So I want. I want to go ahead and tap into a male's perspective. What do us mm-hmm. wives ultimately need to know about men's sexual performance? Because I feel like, you know, a common a common misunderstanding for couples is, you know, well. All my husband wants is sex. And if he could have sex every single day, he'd have it. And, you know, I'm tired. And, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, if, you know, my husband, he just, you know, if I'm not giving him sex, he complains. And it wasn't until I had a conversation. I obviously hearing that as a therapist working with couples, you know, I started to hear it more. And when I actually had a conversation with my husband, I had asked him that, what is this? Like, why is it so important that you guys are constantly having sex? And he had mentioned to me, he's like, well, it's not necessarily about having sex. It, I basically, for me, I use it as he goes, whether this is healthy or not, I use it as a guide to see how well we are, how well connected mm-hmm. we are. And if we're not having sex, then we're in a bad place. And mm-hmm. it might be you no longer being attracted to me, you being fed up with me, you being frustrated with me. That's how I see it. I don't see it as, oh, I just want her 50, he goes, you know, all day, every day. He goes, although that's true. He's like, there's that (laughs) other part where I kind of gauge where our relationship is at based on our level of intimacy, you know? Um, So what is, so having said that, what would you say is, you know, if you can talk, well, you are talking to all of us (laughs) wives, you know, Mm -hmm. and some husbands, what, what do we need to know? What do we need to know about this? Okay. So we're talking about, uh, a couple of phases of life. Yes. So when we're early on, um, when you're younger, that level of testosterone, our primary directive on this planet is to bear fruit and multiply. Mm-hmm. And so the greatest entertainment set ever devised is right between our legs. And so, you know, when you're younger, you have the drive to do your prime directive, go out there and do your multiplication. Um, and yeah. so what happens, though, when you get as you get older, it does change. Uh, mm-hmm. You still have that thing of, you know, I really do want to because that's still there. That testosterone level is still there. And um, truthfully, ladies, you do want that to stay there because as a man's testosterone levels goes down, so does his uh, longevity, not just in a bed, but it's in terms of life. So you do want him to stay healthy with a healthy amount of testosterone. And there are pl- a plethora of reasons, uh, you know, why guys just in life, just want to keep having, you know, sex. It, it feels, it feels good. I mean, let's just, that's the yeah. most honest side of it. One of the things that's an issue though, is that um, this applies to women as well as men is that testosterone levels are going down worldwide. Uh, my grandfather had more testosterone than I do. His grandfather had more testosterone than he did. Mm-hmm. And that's just because of the lifestyles that we're living. We're literally supposed to be laying down on the earth 
uh, maybe we're like a, a cow hide in between us and one in the planet, and then you actually get energy from the yeah. earth. Um, and so your blood actually flows more. We're supposed to be out in the sun more. Vitamin D that we're getting, which is actually a hormone, is a precursor to testosterone. So we need to be out in the sun. Um, we're supposed to be drinking more water. 75% of people are chronically dehydrated. So there's so many things that are just wrong that's lowering our testosterone levels. And so that's happening for women also. So what primarily drives women to want to have sex is testosterone. So their testosterone is already 10 times lower than a man's. And so if it goes lower, she doesn't want to have sex. His testosterone is, you know, you're getting older, it's coming down, but you still like, it's still there. Uh, Somebody said something that was, this is really weird. Um, Let's do it. We do weird here. That's good. Okay. Uh, on naval vessels. So you have all these young okay, men. Okay, wait a minute. Prominent... That's a little too weird. No, just kidding. Go, go, go. <laughs> all right, all right, we gotta go, go, in go, go. Uh, Let's do it. Let's do it. But yeah, naval vessels is, you know, you have a whole bunch of young men who are uh, out at sea for long periods of time. You have that energy that is there. Mm-hmm. And what ends up happening, they would take a <laughs> chicken gizzard, put them into a jar and say, hey, go for it. I mean, it's literally that's our drive is so much there that, you know, uh, masturbation, porn, yeah. all of that. It's just there. It's supposed to be there. Yeah. Um, you know, we society now says, that, no, you're supposed to keep tamping it down, tamp it down, tamp it down. And it, it, that's that's not necessarily help helpful mm-hmm. um, or healthy for us. So, uh. you know, it would be helpful for um, for women to understand that side of it. It is. We accept, you know, um, that for women, that time of the month comes around, your hormones change, your attitude changes. Yeah. The exact same thing happens for men. It's not something mm. that we can necessarily control. That's just there. So helping us in terms of like, hey, you know what? Uh, I don't feel like I'm in the mood, but you, we can do something else to relieve you. Yeah. That's literally it. You're just relieving that level of stress, the, the, uh, the pressure yeah. to procreate is yeah. there. So uh, understanding that and helping us to just relieve it, you, you don't have to go into the whole act. You can just like, hey, come over here and let me use my hand. Use Yeah, me. yeah. No, you could say it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you could say I, I think it's important for you to tell us like, hey, you know, you know, I can go ahead, you know, I can go ahead and give you a ham job. I can go ahead and give you mm-hmm. a blow job, whatever that is. But I love that point that you made, like not having sex impacts longevity. And it's like, mm-hmm. that's one of the primary complaints for women is longevity, right? Because it takes, it takes women a little bit, well, a lot longer to climax than it does men. And so mm-hmm. if you're, if that's one of your primary complaints, well, you got to be a part of addressing the issue. And that issue is, you know, there being some level of consistency with regards to sex. Yes. Right. One, one great thing I uh, learned recently, um, a guy was setting up sex dates and I was yeah. like, this is brilliant. Yeah. So for him and his wife uh, on Monday and Thursdays, that was their day yeah. and, you know, put the kids to the side, you know, and, you know, there's, obviously a level of balance. They communicate well with this. They're saying, okay, you know, for him, today is just too stressful. For her, today is too stressful. But you know, you have another date. Another thing that's great about that is that um, as men age, we go through changes. Once again, that physical side is uh, having that member move. When does that happen? When does that, that, that performance, when would you say that starts to change? um, It's different for everybody, but if you're looking at it, we we talk. Like estimate wise. 
Yeah. The sexual performance scale basically puts it at roughly uh, a good 35, uh, 35 to 40. Oh. So uh, the sexual performance scale is a scale of 1 to 10. 10 means everything works. Uh, imagine a 21-year-old college athlete. A 1 means uh, you need to go to a hospital. Imagine that same athlete at 81 who hasn't taken care of his body. Uh, wow. Most guys are between a 5 and a 7 that I work with who are um, in that unreliable, unreliable stage. And gotcha. so... When you're uh, at age 20 to 25, you're roughly a 10, uh, age uh, 25 to 30, you're a 9, age 35, uh, 30 to 35, you're an 8, and age 35 to 40, you're a 7. And at that 7, that's when you start hitting that point of like, oh, okay, uh, yesterday everything was fine, today it's not. Mm-hmm. What happened mm-hmm. could be, a, you know, you used to be able to drink and, you know, the same night it will happen. Now it needs to be the next yeah. <laughs> night. Now you need, you know, that's the whole thing about that sex date. You can actually set yourself up to understand is like, hey, if I eat this, this is going to affect my sex. If I drink this, this is going to affect my sex. If I ah. do this, this is going to affect my sex. So you need to understand what's going on. And the issue, though, is, you know, we call that that level from uh, age roughly 37 to uh, into your into 47. That's the danger zone. The danger uh-huh. zone is like if you don't start turning this around, this is going to get very difficult because after 47 and you haven't turned this around, you hit the wall. The wall for men is basically um, it becomes increasingly difficult to get back to the point where you have frequent normal your uh, seven, eight, nine, ten in terms of your erections, it's like, imagine going up a hill and trying to climb a wall uh, that be, it becomes increasingly more difficult. That wall, you know, we've had some guys who've come back over and we have some guys who like, well, it's, it's, damn near and impossible. the thing, yeah. And the thing to, I, I, it's sort of sad because I have clients who like, you know, on that sexual performance scale, they were yeah. zero yeah. because yeah, they took some medications, they were taking steroids, something like that, yeah. and they end up in that position. And, you know, to go through life, um, you know, for the next 30, 40 years without yeah. an erection is, nice. yeah, that's one word for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the thing also for uh, both men and women to realize this uh, study was done that basically said that 40% of men over 40 have erection issues, 50% of men over 50, 60% of men over 60, and 70% of men over 70, uh, which basically sort of makes sense. You go to an old folks home, you're not really looking at, you know, the vast majority of men running around saying, hey, hey, everything works. Yeah. Um, so so it's a, it's a gradual decline. And, you know, you have to focus in on it. The thing, you know, when I, I, I do talk to, uh, talk to 18 year olds too. I talk to people, men in their twenties, thirties, forties, fifties, sixties, and seventies. And, yeah. you know, what I'm noticing is that one is getting younger, but two, if you don't understand what's going on earlier now, yeah. uh, you know, when I was, I'm 51. So when I was a kid, I'm growing up, it was mm-hmm. like McDonald's was a treat. Now McDonald's is 24 seven uh, and the food has gotten worse. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's just an example of like, if you're the younger you are, the harder it is because, you know, it went from something once a month to something you can get three times a day, even at nighttime. So you have to be careful because it is a gradual decline. You're not really paying attention. It's like, like I said, it's what one day, you know, she's like, yeah, you could be into it. You could actually yeah. be having sex and then your erection leaves during sex. Ah. And, ooh, that's never a good feeling. Well, so 
it sounds like for you and uncle uncle b is saying ladies have more <laughs> sex give your husband more sex mm-hmm. so i yeah. love that you said you can have an erection while while you're having sex and then the erection subside so go away yes Tell, mm-hmm. so let's talk about that because that is happening in marriages and and mm-hmm. what's happening so i'm going to tell you what's happening with couples is the women automatically go into shit. Mm. I'm fat. I'm overweight. Mm. You know, Mm -hmm. the lights were on, like all of these insecurities come up for the women. Right. And then Mm -hmm. all of like a husband is like woman has no, no clue. The wife has no clue. All of the insecurities are that are also coming up for him, which is a great amount of shame, a great amount of embarrassment. And I mean, for most for most husbands that I've talked to, they're just happy their wife engaged in sex. They don't give a shit what she looks like. They don't give a shit about those 10 pounds, 20 pounds, how she's positioned. He's glad she's positioned that way. Even if her role is dangling, he doesn't care. He's just glad you picked him to have sex with. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Absolutely. So talk more about that. So the husband's erect. They're having Mm -hmm. sex. The erection goes away. Okay. So there there can be, um, once again, it's a a multitude of of reasons that can happen. Well, actually, what I've done is narrowed it down. So let me go ahead and talk about what we talked about, what you were mentioning earlier in the introduction. Uh, E-S-E-I-S is ECS 25, E25 for short, and we call it the exponential energy formula. So the uh, E-S-E-I-S, that's energy, sleep, exercise, intermittent fasting, and soul. Gotcha. So... When we talk about energy, we're talking about what you consume, the food that you eat, the being out in the sun, getting enough water. Um, when we're talking about uh, S, we're talking about sleep and getting high quality sleep for the amount of uh, time that's necessary. When we're talking about exercise, we, we mean be on an exercise program that is helpful to, for your testosterone. Um, so you're not overdoing it, but you're doing specific things, lifting heavy, doing high intensity interval training, um, intermittent fasting, because we've been told to eat all the time and that's mm-hmm. not a good idea. You need to let your body digest the food um, and have some time to turn the food into what you need it for. Yeah. And also um, for the last S is for soul, um, the psychological side of it, the stressful side of it, you know, being able how you, how you connect with not only her, but also with the rest of the world mm-hmm. so that, you know, you're either going to be, like you said, the, the, uh, fight or flight all the time. You're in um, sympathetic mode or your parasympathetic mm-hmm. mode, the rest and digest side of things where you're able to relax and enjoy sex and things like yeah. that. So um, the reason why I, I bring that up when it, when it comes to why you can lose your erection in the middle of, of having sex is it could be simply that you ate something earlier on that was sugary or that had inflammation and you're sitting there that that's, when you're having that particular issue on that sexual performance scale, that's like a, it starts at six. Uh, typically a seven is like, okay, I can get an erection. It just didn't happen yesterday, but I can get an erection, go all the way through a six. It's like, I can get an erection sometimes. And then sometimes it just leaves yeah. without, being, yeah. you know, doing anything. Um, and While just having ladies, sex. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, for the ladies just to know it's, the thing is, is that if he's having sex with you, he wants to have sex with you. <laughs> it's not like all of a sudden, you know what? I was in the middle of this and just, nah. You did like, gain no. 10 pounds. I could see it right there. Yeah, he's <laughs> not thinking about that at all. He's enjoying no. himself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, the one thing that 
that can be a problem that, you know, if she's thinking just about herself. Yeah. He's thinking just about himself. Himself. Mm-hmm. So you're both, you know, it's, it's intimacy. You're supposed to be into your mate. Now you're at a point where you're not into him. No. You're just thinking about yourself. And so he's now, you know, <laughs> I've done this, laying there thinking like, okay, okay, this is embarrassing. Um, yeah. You, you was, uh, hey, want to watch a movie? You start yeah. coming up with other things to think Arguments about. Arguments tend to happen too during that time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like, you don't love me anymore. Or it's like, well, in, in, in the other guy, you know, for some guys, it's like, you know, I don't want to take the blame so they won't blame it on her. And like, you know, yeah. you, there's too much tension going on. Just recognize, one, this happens. Yeah. You're human. You're going to get older. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> so go with that. But understand if this is happening, it's a reason. And the whole basis of ECS 25 is just showing you your patterns. Gotcha. So, if you're in our program, basically what we're doing is training you to track yourself every day mm-hmm. uh, for your energy, sleep, ex- exercise, intermittent fasting, and soul. And you set your goal up. So if your goal is to not eat as much meat to lower the inflammation so you get more blood flow, then, you know, if you're eating meat at every meal, it's like one meal, no meat. Okay. Yeah. You did that. You get your five. Um, sleep. You get, you know, instead of five hours of sleep, you get six hours of sleep. You get, that was your goal. You get five. Exercise. You did your exercise a day or if today was the day you rest. Okay. You on schedule, you get your five. Intermittent fasting, you know, you went from, uh, you know, eating every morning at 7 a.m. to like you went to 8 p.m., 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. You extended your eating, uh, your window of not eating. Yeah. Okay. You set your goal. You get your five. And for your stress, you're doing meditation or you got your, you finally got that pile of bills out of the way, Mm -hmm. you know, just knowing where everything is, you're scoring yourself. So if you Uh, get all five. So all these fives are are points. It's a point system. Exactly. It's you against you. It's a challenge. Uh, And so if you're doing these five things, you're, you're getting exponentially better. Every day, we talk about just a one percent better. We just need you to get one percent better. So, a lot of people will want to do the New Year's thing. Like, yeah. I'm gonna change everything at one time. Everything. Like, oh, I'm a big new person. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, you tried that last year and a year before that, and year mm-hmm. before that, and year before that. <laughs> right. And so now, you know, here's a pattern for you to look at every day, and you can go back and say, okay, why did the other day? You know, three times we had you know sex three times last week, and you know the. Uh, this week is like, it's just off. What's going on? It's like, yeah. oh, now I can go back and like over the weekend, went over to the fella's place. We, you know, we, it was Super Bowl Sunday and we yeah. just drank too, way too much, ate too much crap. And so Monday, do I normally schedule, you know, time things weren't working. Yeah. So you need to understand both uh, the man and the woman need to understand what the pattern is because, you know, she can help with the pattern. And also a great thing for women to do is to understand, be supportive and say the number one thing. Oh, it doesn't matter. We're together. We're going to yeah. have sex again. So, okay, relax. Yeah. If he's getting that message of like, oh, don't, you know, this is fine. next time, next yeah. time we're, we're going to be okay. He's not going to go into spectatoring and, and um, for the ladies, it, once again, if you're, if he's having sex with you, he wants to continue. He wants to keep going. Um, but you know, it's, it's a frustrating thing for if both people don't understand that can, I've seen this happen way too many times that yeah. can lead to, you know, divorce or, you know, uh, a huge number of things. Uh, whereas if you're doing it, you know, you're understanding each other, uh, loving on each other, it gets much better. 
I know looking for the right therapist can be challenging. However, feeling overwhelmed and disconnected is even harder. Life is filled with several twists and turns, some more severe than others. We do our best to handle them as they come and find ourselves at a loss, not knowing what to do or who to turn to. The clinicians here at Outside the Norm Counseling are here to help. We are here to assist you through this time of need. Together, we will identify your strengths and goals and teach you healthy coping skills. Together, we will develop a plan to help you live the life you want to live. Our team is compassionate, genuine, and we take a great deal of pride in providing an empathetic, non-judgmental approach to all of our clients. It's time. You've waited long enough, whether it be for you, your child, or if you're in need of a couple session. We are highly trained clinicians ready to guide you. Schedule an appointment now by calling 951-395-3288. Again, that number is 951-395-3288. We're looking forward to meeting you and being a part of your journey. What can, so what can, I love everything you're giving us because it's, it's providing us women a better understanding of what's actually happening for, mm-hmm. for the man. Um, What do we do if another question I get um, from women is, what do we do if our husband doesn't want to talk about it? You know, um, he doesn't want to talk about it. It happened. Obviously, we noticed that he went from erect to not erect. Um, (laughs) How do we bring up this conversation to our partners so that, for one, it's in no way, shape or form shaming our husbands. Mm -hmm. However, at the same time, we're talking about, we're having this uncomfortable conversation. And that's the question. How do you have this uncomfortable conversation Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. your husband? Uh, Well, uh, well, first, send it it to me. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Well, you know, being serious in a a way, obviously not everybody can send their husbands to me. But the whole point is that he needs to understand what's going on. And that's part part of the reason if you're asking somebody to answer something they don't know the answer to. Yeah. Then it becomes difficult. It's like, why do you keep asking me? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that's that's what's going through. Say, I don't know. I don't want to talk about it because I don't know. So, you know, if he knows, um, you know, about the sexual performance scale, about the, you know, the danger zone, about the yeah. uh, ECS 25, the things that he needs to do, then it becomes much easier. Uh, one important thing to do is not talk about it right then. That's Beautiful. One of the, yes. Your, already vulnerable and you you know the <laughs> the suspect is still at the crime scene he's like he's just laying here he's yeah. not doing anything um that's that's not a good time to like you know we really need to talk about your health we really need to talk how do we bring oh, it up talk, yeah. yeah how do we just, bring it up so the next time you know you're you're talking about like hey you know what um What's what are we doing tonight? Because you know I really like to care with you but you know I remember last time you had some you know there were some issues so Ask him what his patterns were. It's like, are you? Do you think you'd be ready tonight? Do you, you know, do you need me to do anything? Do you, do you need a, a supplement? Like good wood. Um, do yeah. you need, you know, what do you need to to make this happen? So that's when you're in a in a state where it's like, well, now he wants to do something, and you're helping him. Hey, you want to have sex? Let me help you get to your goal. Mm-hmm. that's a much easier time to have this this uh, this conversation so that, you know, he's open to like, oh, uh, we're men, we're solution oriented. And it's like, if we're, if we're, you put a problem in front of us, it's like, 
not a problem behind us. Now I got to fix something in the rear. Yeah. Like I can't, you know, that was, I wear in bed right now. I can't do anything. Yeah. Uh, give me some time. Let me get it figured out. You know, gotcha. that, that makes a lot more sense to us. So it sounds like what you're saying is take a more supportive approach. What Absolutely. can we do? Like, what can we do? You know, it sounds like in a sense, like, in what way can I better serve you? In what way can mm-hmm. I better support you? Um, you know, um, I love how and you it, also it, said, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, and, and especially the, the nutrition part, you know, uh, yeah. um, you know, we, if we're looking for the nurturer to come out in you in terms of like, hey, nurturing, nutrition, um, can you beforehand not make hot dogs, <laughs> uh, gotcha. not make uh, processed food and just something just in general. The way to think of this is that um, then we give life. Uh, women give birth, men give life. We have to give energy. Mm-hmm. And in order for us to give energy, we need to have energy. And where mm-hmm. do we get the bulk of our energy from? From food. And where, if we go into a grocery store, you're walking down the aisles, there's only one aisle in the grocery store that has energy, and that's the produce aisle. Every other aisle is. It's dead. Even the food, the, the meat is dead. Obviously, yeah. it's dead. Everything else is designed to sit on the shelves for years. Um, and so that's not a healthy thing for someone who's supposed to be able to give the spark of life. Um, so, yeah, uh, help him out by just going in there. It's like, hey, you know what? The way that I, I get people to do the transition, because I had to go through the transition. I used to eat 200 to 250 animals a month. Yeah. Um, now I'm down to four. And okay. the transition was that I was went through the process of uh, I would eat fruits, vegetables, whatever, before the regular meal. So it was like it's a process of changing your body over to understanding like, hey, this is nutrition. This is just something that you were told to eat. Gotcha. So you keep getting that nutrition inside of your body. And then, you know, it just naturally occurs in terms of like uh, the the people always ask, what's the best fruit or vegetable to eat. It's like, what's well, all of them because it affects your body in so many different ways. It's when we get a, a vitamin or a pill, it's just taking care of one thing. When you get in fruits and vegetables, it's taking care of vitamin K, vitamin B, vitamin B12, vitamin B12, all these different things that the nutrition helps your body to, so that you're able to give that energy. Gotcha. So have a better understanding of, you know, you mentioned the fact that he, he does need some source of energy. Obviously we're not mothering him. You know, we're not, we're not going to be his mom, but just keeping Mm -hmm. that in mind. Um, Absolutely. Okay. So understanding patterns, keeping that in mind, um, being, you know, being cognizant that having that conversation in bed is not going to happen. Being able to go ahead and be there as a support system is there any other thing that we can do as wives to support our partner if they are struggling with, you know, erectile dysfunction? Because another thing I get from women is he won't go to the doctor. He wants to have sex, but he won't go to the doctor. And then here I am ready to go. I've prepped myself. I've done everything. You know, I've given him head. I've done this. I've done this. And it's like, I'm ready. And then he's not. And it's like, there's so much resentment because he won't go to the damn doctor, doctor, you know, but yet there's all of these expectations. And again, this is, these are common things I hear from couples. What would be your, your feedback for, for both, for, for the woman and for the wife, as well as for the husband? 
Um, challenge. <laughs> okay, tell me more. That's, <laughs> that's what we like. We as men, we like challenge. We like com- competition. So um, that's what I do with my groups. We do challenges. I just did a personal challenge to lose twenty five pounds in thirty days and lost twenty three pounds. Holy but moly. you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, but doing challenges, you know, is it's like challenges. He, Get into the conversation of just, you know, I, I say this to everybody. You're a sexual performance athlete. You're, you're an athlete. This is one, this is the one performance that you want to do okay. for your entire life. So you're and, saying that right now. You're saying we're all sexual performance athletes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, mean, I just want know, to make sure we were clear. Ladies, you are a sexual performance athlete. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if there's one reason why you want to stay in shape, it's to enjoy the greatest ent- yes. entertainment set ever invented, which is right between your legs. So uh, um, let's go ahead and go for it. So, you know, um, that's, you know, in in the, when I'm talking to my guys, it's like, yeah, use the ECS 25 to challenge yourself, um, you know, and also that's, that's the, uh, that's the carrot. Here's the stick. If you don't get this fixed, it's going to stay this way for the rest of your life. Yeah. So I can either, you can either come over here on this side, you know, I, I tell guys all the time, it's like, you know, if you're eating, consuming too much meat, causing inflammation that the, the capillaries in your penis, the capillaries are, you know, very small to the point there's only one blood platelet at a time. You are not good with inflammation down there at all. Mm. Uh, uh, having plaque or anything down there is not a good idea. And what can cause that overconsumption of meat? And if you're, you know, it's like, hey, dude, do you want to have a chicken or an erection? Yeah. That's on you. So, you know, it, it needs to be that that thing of like, hey, it's uh, a little bit of competition, a little bit of challenge, you know, even uh, and, and when I say the challenge, the challenge really is to study it. Um, you know, there's so many different ways that your testosterone is affected by everything. I mean, it's a, it's a huge hormone um, for your sexual ability. And even, for example, you know, if your team wins, your the football teams, you're not even on the team. Your yeah. football team wins, your testosterone levels goes up. How do we, loses, so I think I'm losing you because how do we do that? So we're challenging our husband and we're going to make this a competition. I, I, I guess oh, I don't I'm understand. Sorry. He needs to engage with him and in, in understanding that he needs to study. If, you know, you both of you have to um, get because it's really it. You, know, yeah. you can't just sit there and say, I'm not going to do anything. No. Um, you know, and even going to the doctor, the doctor is going to basically just inform him of what's already known. Like, hey, yeah, you're not working. And uh, we can either, you know, just taking a pill. Uh, just so people know with the, with Viagra, it actually cuts the blood flow from leaving out of the penis. That's the reason why you get an erection. So that's not dealing with the testosterone or the blood flow, the two main issues. So you actually have to do something in order for that to change. So there isn't, you know, he, he's going to have to do something. That's what comes down to. That's what I'm saying. You know, let him know that, Hey, you're either going to get this going and here's a way to do it. Look at your patterns get to exercising, get to all these different things. It's, or, you know, once again, you're you're just not going to, we're not going to have sex for the rest of our marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So yeah, he's going to have to do something is, you know, like I said, you know, send him my way. That's, you know, I, I do the uncle thing and just let you know. And the interesting thing is that people often say that men don't like talking about this. When I start talking to guys, they won't shut up. Yeah. Well, there's a different level. And one thing that I appreciate, you know, them having conversations with us, 
that's going to, I know, you know, um, when my husband came back from Afghanistan, there was a huge, there was so much, you know, he was bombed twice. There was a lot of things going on when mm. he had come back mm. from Afghanistan. Um, you know, he's a retired Marine. Um, mm. There were so many things that were going on that was impacting his body. It was impacting everything. Mm-hmm. And I know definitely without a shadow of a doubt, a lot of what you're saying definitely worked for us. It was, you know, there wasn't no, there wasn't, I wasn't placing blame. There was definitely this level of understanding. I was a thousand mm, percent, right. you know, aware of whatever insecurities were coming up for me and open to developing this understanding on his end. That does take time. And so I can see why, you know, going, you know, or recommending that, you know, our partners go to Uncle B. There is this sense of validation when you're having this uncomfortable conversation with somebody that that can provide you with tools and resources to get you to where you want to go. And I love mm-hmm. that your approach is very educational and at the same time, there's no criticism, there's no judgment. And it's like, hey, man, this is what's going on. You know, oh, yeah. and I'm going to guide you along the way. And that's why I'm, you know, I'm very transparent because, yeah. you know, I've gone through that process and it does not feel comfortable. It does not no. feel good. No. And when you don't know what's going on, it is confusing. Um, and so, you know, that, that's having uh, that that sympathy, that empathy for the, for the guy um, is very important because like I said, a lot of times, because there are, I would say there are good, uh, that I've come across, there are a good number of, of people who who talk about this, maybe not exactly the way that I do, yeah. um, but it's not a normal conversation. This isn't something you turn on TV and it's like, hey, okay, here he goes, you know, uh, the Let's way I've about why you re- couldn't keep it up, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In this episode, it's like, oh, God, no. <laughs> Um, you know, and, you know, I've, uh, one of the things that I, I, I've tried to do is just have, you know, different guys come on camera so we can talk about it, but you know, they want to avoid the camera. Gotcha. Absolutely. Understand that. Um, but once you hear other people, I hear the conversation cause I'm having the conversation. Yeah. Once you hear the conversations, you're like, Oh, okay. It's not just me. And of course it's not, it's, no. it's like, dude, get over yourself. You're yeah. not that, you're not that special that somehow, uh, only you are the one who having erection issues. It's like you do see the howls of commercials yeah. <laughs> that are on TV saying that there's something wrong because there is something wrong. And, you know, the path to uh, the interesting thing about this entire process is that it's easy to overcome. It's easy to get back up. The problem is just our minds because we're little. if you want to, uh, you know, in terms of like, hey, you know what, if you got better sleep where your testosterone forms and, you know, uh, all this great stuff, then it's, it's going to work. Yeah. And, you know, some guys is like, oh yeah, yeah, it's going to work. And after I get, and then finish this and then finish this and then finish Mm -hmm. this and you're just sitting there looking at TV and, you know, not getting good sleep or, and it's a process for getting good sleep. Um, when it comes to, you know, when it comes to eating, some people is like, I'm not giving up my donuts, my donut, my, uh, uh, Twinkie flavored, hamburger i'm not giving i'm not giving up uh these things it's like yeah you you're going it's it all, there is all gonna it be is, an adjustment is, it sounds like yeah. mm-hmm. but it's like you know if you if i just took a guy and it's like i just put him strictly on the e25 program and just we're going to change all five things quickly yeah it, within a month you're talking about yeah you're back up to full erections and um 
Oh, let me just say this one thing. Um, we're actually coming out with another formula. So really quickly, um, the formula we started out with is called Goodwood. Um, it is all natural. It's a liquid formula that's made from eight different herbs. And, you know, we're selling it for 23 years now. So it works. Yeah. Um, and even for the people it doesn't work necessarily for, we put them in a position where it can work for them. And we also make recommendations for other products if necessary. Uh, but we're actually coming out with another product and it's a uh, good wood advanced. And this is for older gentlemen like myself. I love this product. Um, that's because as you get older, your testosterone receptors are start getting worn out. Yeah. So you have free testosterone is going around your body saying, Hey, I want to connect and, you know, so it can do something and your receptors are saying, nah, no. we're worn out. Um, this new formula has nettle, uh, which is an herb that helps your body start receiving th- that testosterone. So you can actually, you know, start uh, um, uh, your testosterone levels goes up because you're getting the sun, you're eating correctly. But and as you get older now, your receptors are receiving it. Uh, the testosterone is a, it's a great thing for you. So it's, you know, those are the type of things that you need to, to I wish someone would have told me this Yeah, <laughs> so I, many years ago. Yeah. I love this. So how can we find you? So let's say women, you know, wives are listening to this. Husbands are listening to this and it's like, okay, we're ready. How do we okay. find you? How do uh, we work with uncle B? Give good wood. That's, uh, <laughs> just go to uh, on YouTube. There's give good wood, uh, Facebook, give good wood, uh, Instagram and Twitter. Give good wood. And of course, you know, if you want to reach me directly, um, there's B Ayers at AyersNaturals.com. That's B A Y E R S at AyersNaturals, A Y E R S Naturals with an S dot com. That's my direct connect. Um, and if you go to givegoodwood.com, we also have a quiz on there. Nice. Um, That's what I was gonna ask that- you. Yeah, yeah. So you can go through and you can figure out where you are on the sexual performance scale. Okay. And from there, you know, it becomes a lot easier to be able to figure out what's going on. If you are a four on that scale, it's like we got to get to work right now. There yeah. is no time to waste. If you are a seven, it's like, okay, you just have a couple of things that we have to look at. And a lot of times people don't realize. Um, I was recently dealing with a 28-year-old uh, male nurse and he couldn't figure out what was going on. It was like, oh, you're working the night shift. So you're not getting that level of sleep. Your body's expected to go off, to turn off at night uh, with the circadian rhythm, the sun going de- going down, com- yeah. coming up. You're off of that. So it's going to cause issues. You have to adjust. So there's actually things that you need to do, need to understand so that, you know, if you're heading home in the morning, you got your sun, sun shades up, your skin is covered up so that the sun isn't telling your body to wake back up. You need to program your body to go back to sleep. Yeah. So you actually do get sleep and understand at some point in your life, you need to get to the day shift. So, (laughs) yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much. I'm so excited, so excited for the audience to contact you and really work with you. This has been amazing. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Appreciate it. Love it. We can all use a little help in our marriage, especially when it comes to communicating. I have created a guide just for you. And guess what? It's 100% free. I will give you practical tips and easy to use strategies to apply right now. That's right. Right now. Today. You all know I'm a huge advocate for you mamas. And I am on a mission to help you experience true connection and stress-free living. 
Ladies, we are setting our marriages up for success. It starts with you. You will find this freebie here in my show notes or go to empoweredandunapologetic.com forward slash guide. The information I will be providing you is next level and people pay good money to get these tips that I will be giving you for free. Don't forget to share this with a friend who needs it. What's up, ladies? Just want to let you guys know that your ratings and reviews for this podcast are greatly appreciated. If you love this podcast, please go to iTunes right now, write a review, rate the episode, and subscribe. Don't forget to share it with your friends. It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. We see people around us being able to control their drinking without any consequences, yet no matter what we try, we can't seem to figure it out for ourselves. My name is Jillian Teets, and I am the host of the Sober Powered Podcast, where I use my biochemistry background to explain the latest research in addiction and help you understand both why you drink the way you do and how to develop the skills and mindset you need to find freedom from alcohol. I discuss topics like why we think about our drinking. Drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered Podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there. It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. We see people around us being able to control their drinking without any consequences, yet no matter what we try, we can't seem to figure it out for ourselves. My name is Jillian Teets, and I am the host of the Sober Powered Podcast, where I use my biochemistry background to explain the latest research in addiction and help you understand both why you drink the way you do and how to develop the skills and mindset you need to find freedom from alcohol. I discuss topics like why we think about our drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered Podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there. I know. I know we've been taught that motherhood requires alcohol. I know we've been taught not to question our relationship with alcohol until we've lost everything. And I know we've been taught that if we do dare to examine our relationship with alcohol, we need to head straight to AA and declare ourselves an alcoholic who is powerless to alcohol forever. But what if all that isn't true? That's definitely not my story. I'm Suzanne, the host of the Sober Mom Life podcast. I'm an influencer who stopped drinking in January 2020, and since then, I've been telling the truth about motherhood, influencing, alcohol, and sobriety. If you suspect deep down that glass or three of wine at night might just be making motherhood harder, well, you're right. Come and join me as I chat with other sober and sober curious moms. Let's laugh, cry, and normalize sobriety together, all while we reheat our coffee for the fourth time today. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. From ourselves to our loved ones and to our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. 
We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addictive Mind podcast has been about creating hope listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there. It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. We see people around us being able to control their drinking without any consequences, yet no matter what we try, we can't seem to figure it out for ourselves. My name is Jillian Teets, and I am the host of the Sober Powered Podcast, where I use my biochemistry background to explain the latest research in addiction and help you understand both why you drink the way you do and how to develop the skills and mindset you need to find freedom from alcohol. I discuss topics like why we think about our drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered Podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there. It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. We see people around us being able to control their drinking without any consequences, yet no matter what we try, we can't seem to figure it out for ourselves. My name is Jillian Teets, and I am the host of the Sober Powered Podcast, where I use my biochemistry background to explain the latest research in addiction and help you understand both why you drink the way you do and how to develop the skills and mindset you need to find freedom from alcohol. I discuss topics like why we think about our drinking drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered Podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there. I know. I know we've been taught that motherhood requires alcohol. I know we've been taught not to question our relationship with alcohol until we've lost everything. And I know we've been taught that if we do dare to examine our relationship with alcohol, we need to head straight to AA and declare ourselves an alcoholic who is powerless to alcohol forever. But what if all that isn't true? That's definitely not my story. I'm Suzanne, the host of the Sober Mom Life podcast. I'm an influencer who stopped drinking in January 2020, and since then, I've been telling the truth about motherhood, influencing, alcohol, and sobriety. If you suspect deep down that glass or three of wine at night might just be making motherhood harder, well, you're right. Come and join me as I chat with other sober and sober curious moms. Let's laugh, cry, and normalize sobriety together, all while we reheat our coffee for the fourth time today. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. From ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addicted Mind podcast has been about creating hope. 
listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there.